just before we sit, let me tell you a little bit about mindfulness. You said that I said that what you what you want to develop, the primary skills and abilities that you would want to develop in this practice is stability of attention and powerful mindfulness. And you know, there's so many different ideas that people have of what mindfulness is and what that term means. <clears throat> and uh, <clears throat> I'm going to give you my definition. We can talk about it some other time. But I define mindfulness as the optimal interaction between peripheral awareness and attention. So that each serves its purpose in the best and most useful way. And mindfulness is something that it is not possible to achieve and sustain unless you have a more powerfully conscious mind than what most of us do. We lose mindfulness most of the time because we become overly attentive to somebody, to something. And overly attentive to something, and we lose peripheral awareness. So we lose all of the function and value that peripheral awareness provides. And that's difficult to avoid because somebody says something mean to you, and you, the object of your attention is this nasty person, and what they said, and how bad you feel, and you totally lose mindfulness. Uh, this happens in a zillion different situations. So you, you need a more powerful, you, you, need, you need more conscious power in order to sustain peripheral awareness when something, when something triggers consciousness and it tries to suck up all of that energy. But it's not one or the other, it's both. And it's the, the optimal interaction of both and it, re, it requires training, make the mind more powerful in order to exercise mindfulness. This is what you're going to be doing. It is mindfulness that allows you to achieve attentional stability. And it's attentional stability that allows you to develop mindfulness. It's mindfulness that allows you to know when you're in a state of gross distraction. It's mindfulness that allows you to know when there's a subtle distraction that threatens to become a gross distraction. It's mindfulness that lets you know whether where, when you're in a state of dullness or when you're approaching a state of dullness. This is the optimal interaction of peripheral awareness and attention. And they each support each other. And as your mindfulness becomes more powerful, you will be able to train your mind so that you never, wherever you place your attention, it stays there. It'll allow you to overcome distractions and, and these problems. But you have to have stable attention to develop mindfulness. Because when attention is constantly moving, you have very little peripheral awareness. You must stabilize attention. So the two go together. Sort of right foot and left foot. To run, you need both legs. 
Yeah. So we're, we're going to meditate and you know what to do when you wake up from forgetting or, or uh, mind wandering, right? I'm going to ask you to do something when if you realize that you have just woken up from forgetting but your mind has wandered. In other words, if you're pretty sure that the thing that had occupied your attention just before you woke up was the same thing that had carried you away, I'm going to ask you to make a note of it. You, you might even devise some simple little one-word label to put on it if that's helpful. But the most important thing, the reason you're doing this, is you want to remember it so that later on, if that same distraction appears, you can be on guard against it. Okay? Don't bother doing this if your mind's been wandering. Because, you know, whatever it was that you were thinking of just before you woke up, it isn't necessarily something that could have taken you away. But if you know for sure that that is the thing that took you away, just make that mental note that, you know, I, I remember the face of my abductor, and if I see him on the street again, I'm crossing to the other side. Right? It's that kind of attitude. Okay? And that's, that's a, that is going to contribute to your mindfulness that will help you from being overtaken by that particular distraction in the future. No matter how subject to forgetting and mind-wandering that you are, in any extended interval that... Uh, oh, doesn't even need to be... In, in any interval where you're still on the breath, I want you to try to find that balance that allows you to follow the breath as closely as you can without losing peripheral awareness. Okay? Because you need the peripheral awareness to recognize, uh, ultimately to recognize distractions and dullness and be on guard against them. But no matter where you are in the process, you want to have peripheral awareness. Peripheral awareness of your body, peripheral awareness of sounds, peripheral awareness of whatever but you want to have strong peripheral awareness. So anytime you're, you're with the meditation object, try to keep yourself in some balance where you don't lose peripheral awareness, but you're, you're focusing, you're, you're following the sensation of the breath as closely as you can. And if it's an extended period of time, push that boundary. See if you can focus a little more closely in on the breath without losing peripheral awareness. This is what makes your mind more powerful, right? This is where you have this increased power of consciousness. So every, every opportunity that you have where you, you're able to stay in that balance and where you're able to push your boundaries a bit, you'll be, you'll be increasing the power of consciousness and you will therefore become a person capable of sustaining a greater degree of mindfulness. Now, to the degree that you can, and this will depend on where you are, but no matter where you are, to the degree that you can without creating unrealistic expectations for yourself, at least have the intention 
to be aware of the state of your mind. So with the, with the hope that you can recognize gross distraction when it's there and correct for it. And to the degree that you can, when you're not in a state of gross distraction, try to have enough mindfulness that you do know more or less what kinds of, of subtle distractions there are. And to the degree that your mindfulness is strong enough, and maybe if you've been labeling your abductor after waking up from forgetting a few times, you know, if you can actually discern the difference between subtle distractions that you don't need to worry about and the subtle distractions that you need to be on guard against. In other words, I'm giving you an instruction now that can apply pretty much across the board to, you know, whether you're in stage two or three or four, or for that matter, even five. I haven't talked too much about dullness, but you know what to do if you're in dullness. And if you're a stage five meditator where you've overcome gross dullness, then you can start being mindful of the presence of subtle dullness and brightening up the sharpness and clarity of your, your perception. Right? So, everybody know what to do? Okay. So you're going to, what you're going to do is practice stability of attention and mindfulness. And you're going to, no matter how it goes, it's going to be good. Okay, so make yourself comfortable. Take a deep breath, let it out, release all tension, wiggle your shoulders and your torso, whatever, just get yourself relaxed and comfortable. We have been doing a lot of sitting today, so your body might be, you know, might, might need a little more persuasion and, and coddling than if this was the first time we sat today. And close your eyes and come fully into the present. Aware of sounds, aware of bodily sensations, aware of thoughts and mental activity but not allowing thoughts to take you away from the present. And cultivate some awareness of the pleasant aspects, mental and physical. Do this by directing your attention to the places in your body that feel good, by seeing if you can, any places where your body feels a little bit uncomfortable, if you can make it more comfortable. If you can't, just accept it. That's the way it is. This is a good place to be. 
this is the perfect time to be here. So restrict the movements of attention to sounds and bodily sensations. Let the mental activity be in the background. And whenever you're ready, further restrict the movements of attention to just sensations in the body. there's any discomfort in your body, just sense some love there and realize that this isn't this is gonna be okay. And then make a point of noticing pleasant things. Notice the sensations due to breathing. And direct your attention to the exploration of those sensations specifically.
Now make the anchor for your breath, the sensations, or the anchor for your attention, the sensations of the breath at the nose. Follow those sensations as the air moves in and out. follow 10 consecutive breaths. So if you miss one, or if you lose the count, start over. See if you can follow 10 consecutive breaths. When you reach 10 breaths, stop counting and just continue following the breath. And if you haven't reached 10, be satisfied with 5. Continue following the breath with the instructions I gave you earlier until the bell rings.
How is that? Any comments? Yeah. It seemed to me that my peripheral awareness kept me in the present. Mm -hmm. and the air conditioning was the primary yeah. peripheral awareness. But that's the first time I've experienced that, where it really helped keep the mental objects at bay. Yes. And I think from that you didn't get carried away by distractions so easily. Right, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well, it seemed that the peripheral vision breathes with the breath. Um, I think it gets back to something you said earlier to Asa, if I understood it right, and that is with the out-breath, is the fading of the out-breath, my peripheral vision tends to begin to dull. And so it's almost like a plant when it loses turgidity or water. You know, it begins to wilt. When you when you add water, it, it, it gains stiffness again, life again. So during this meditation time, I became, tried to become acutely aware of the, 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 the beginning of dullness at the outbreath, at the tail end of the outbreath, right there. Mm -hmm. So to try to maintain, to, to sort of push through that, that beginning dullness and then keep going. Mm -hmm. Found that very interesting for me. I don't make, know if that makes any sense. That was really helpful. Yeah. Well, one thing that um, many people have noticed is that something happens at the end of the out-breath, that pause between the end of the out-breath and the beginning of the next in-breath, that's when you're most likely to be caught by a distraction and dullness. And I'm, not, I'm not totally sure why that is, although it may partly be because just the way we think of it is that's the end of the breath cycle and it's sort of the mind's okay I'm done now reaction uh, might be that the other thing is uh, what you may have noticed what some people notice is that there's a subtle sense of invigoration with each in breath in which each out breath is a kind of a relaxation and letting go and of course the extension of that relaxation and letting go would be to lose a little bit of uh, clarity of perception. So, I got a sense of something very physiological about it. Yeah, I, I, I think that there, there might well be something, some subtle physiological thing that's going on. Mm -hmm. But isn't it wonderful that you're able to notice something like that? Degree of subtlety. Yeah, just that awareness right yeah. here just carries, carries me through. But I have been aware. Yes. Um, for me, it was a very great experience. Um, it was it's a different kind of meditation than the one that I've been practicing, and but being aware of the sounds in the air. I became present and being here and what a great experience this is for me. Um, and I opened my eyes and I scanned the room and I 
felt everybody's energy mm -hmm. and how everyone is in a different path, but at the same time, I'm part of the path. Yeah. And it's like you say, it was every breath was invigorating and it was just full of energy and clarity. And to me, it's just. Um, almost very emotional to that feeling um, because like I said this is the first time I've ever done this and I came here for Phoenix, from Phoenix just for this and it's, it's great to be able to be present here not I gotta go back to Phoenix I gotta do this it's yeah. just being here so thank you well thank you for sharing that yeah. appreciate that I'm very, very glad. You're, you're from Phoenix. Right? You coming back tomorrow? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyone else like to make a comment? It is four o'clock now. School is out. <laughs> okay. Then, thank you very much. It's been a very good day for me. I hope it's been a good day for you. And uh, have a wonderful evening, and I'll see you in the morning. <laughs>